This is episode 199 of Bella in Your Business. Hi there, I'm Bella Vaster from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta, and today I've got a pair of mastermind members with me today. But the reason they're here is because they are killing it. You guys, I know that we're in the middle of all this COVID stuff. And I know that you're hearing things like, we're not going to come out of this the same way we went into it. And all this quote unquote new normal. But truly, the gals that I'm about to introduce you to, Nikki and Stephanie, have been doing it differently and have really changed the focus of their business. It actually kind of started before all of this stuff happened, but this situation has catapulted them there. Let me tell you, they are the co-owners of Dog Dogs, a pet care company based in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Their company believes that a tired dog is a happy dog and specializes in jogging dogs. Not walking, but jogging. You heard that right. They also believe in providing an effective, efficient solutions to customer service issues and ensure complete client satisfaction. That's what helps them continue to think outside the box and grow their business as they evolve and changes arise. This year will be Dog Dog's fourth year in operations with plans for many more to come. And I needed them. I wanted them so bad to be on this podcast because there's a couple of things that you guys have to realize when you're listening to these ladies and their story. One, like they said in the bio, only four years. Okay. I want you to think to where you want to be in four years or where you were in your fourth year. I also want you to consider that a lot of us listeners, we do pet sitting when people travel or dog walking when people are quote unquote at work, right? These ladies are going into people's homes and running with dogs, okay? So just think about all of that extra liability or questions or whatever it is. And what they're about to tell you that they have done is just so remarkable, which is why I wanted to bring them to you. So without further ado, sorry, that was a very long intro, but I really wanted to set the stage and let everyone understand who exactly you are. Welcome. Thank you, Bella. Thank you. <laughs> are you like, are you done talking yet? <laughs> oh my gosh, I know. So why don't you guys fill in the gaps? We have Nikki and Stephanie both with us. Why don't you guys fill in the gaps just about how and why you started your company and why the jogging and kind of what got you to where you are today? I'm Nikki, just and I'm Steph. <laughs> People watching. often get us confused. But yeah, so uh-huh. we started dog dogs kind of back when I was working shift work. And our dog Coda had some separation anxiety and when I first adopted him. And I found running with him really helped. So tiring him out, doing a good five to eight K run kind of thing every day kept him much better behaved. And of course some training as well. But um, the exercise part really helped. And so uh-huh. when I was working shift work, there wasn't a dog jogging service in our area. There was walking, but I knew he needed something a little bit more. And so we were like, maybe we could start that. Mm -hmm. And so that's basically how it started. Yeah. And it's a little different, I think, from like things like doggy daycare and that kind of stuff. So when someone is working shift work, you don't have to worry about dropping them off and picking them out and all that kind of stuff. So if you want us to feed them dinner, we can do that, meds, that kind of stuff. And you don't have to worry about transporting anybody. Yeah. That's remarkable. I just love that the model is so different because I think it's something that a lot of people kind of think about doing as an afterthought. 
and maybe like adding it on, but don't ever really fully go with a dog jogging service. But if you kind of think about it or you look at people going down the street, you know, people are walking and jogging. So I, I really love how unique that is. Take me back to when you first started thinking about doing virtual meet and greets or consultations as some call them. What sparked that idea and what kind of trepidations did you maybe have about it? Because that's what we're going to be talking about is these virtual meet and greets today as we kind of move through COVID and you're dangerous coming into people's house. That's what people are thinking. So how did you guys start thinking about that? Within the first couple of weeks, we were asked a couple of times by a few nurses, really, who were like, we've got friends who use you guys and we might need you the more that we're working. So is there any way to do a consult during this time? And we were like thinking, well, we probably could do it over Zoom and suggested it to one of them. And they were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that would be so easy. And so we were like, OK, like someone who we just suggested it to thought it would be a good idea. Mm-hmm. So then we talked about it a little bit more and how. Like everyone's on Zoom, everyone's using FaceTime, all that kind of stuff now. So it's a little bit more normal. So we just put it up on our website. We didn't really advertise it and just as an option. And actually right away before the nurses even had signed up, an elderly client who needed help with her dog, she wanted walks because she wasn't able to walk her dog. And it was kind of before we had our policies and all that too. And it it went quite well for our first kind of throw oh, we'll meet you on Zoom, throw it up and we'll see what happens kind of thing. So, Well, and that's the thing, especially during such an uncertain time. I think you're more skeptical than a lot of people are, if that makes sense. So change is a very, very difficult thing for people, I think. And you just have to jump in and kind of feel out the waters, right? And develop your SOPs after that. Um, But yeah, like with the elderly client, she ended up injuring her hip. So she literally could not walk her puppy. And it was the safest route to go considering COVID and all that kind of stuff. And it's less time consuming. She had no issues accessing Zoom or filling in all her information into... We didn't uh, even ask her to show us the pet yet. She just turned her camera and started showing (laughs) her puppy like, here's Lindy. And it was adorable. We were just like, she gets it. Yeah, it was (laughs) awesome. Like, Yeah. yeah, it was so awesome. As I'm listening to you guys, I'm hearing things like, you know, people wanted you to solve their problem and their problem was new now. It wasn't that like, I need to meet you. You need to come in my house. I need to take you by the hand and show you everything. You know, it was, I need you to help me with my dog, but I'm not comfortable with you being in my house. And without actually saying that, you guys came from a place of yes, which I think is also something really powerful. You know, Stephanie, you just said it. You said, you know, we didn't even ask it. They asked us and we said, okay. And as I like to say, like, you know, sewed your parachute on the way down after you jumped. And I think it's really powerful, too, that you talked about this in the mastermind, Nikki, about that elderly lady. I would imagine this is me just guessing that I know a lot of the older generation or like grandmother type people, they're used to it now because that's the way they're seeing their grandkids and their kids and everything right now because we are on quarantine. So We've got this whole culture that doesn't matter what country you're in. You guys are in Canada. I'm in the United States. That everyone's just really, really like, I mean, accelerated their Zoom capabilities, right? So you saw that, you know, you could get clients in a difficult time through first responders and then the elderly. So after that, it must have been like, well, duh, this makes total sense. If we can get them to do it, we can get anyone to do it. How did that like snowball into what Stephanie was talking about, an SOP, a standard operating procedure? And how did you guys navigate how that was going to look in your company? And then 
like really just talk to me about the challenges. Cause I know our listeners probably think, well, you jog dogs, if you dog, dog, dogs, (laughs) 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 then how do you know they're going to run? And how do you know how fast they run? And what about the equipment and like all this stuff? So walk me through, walk us all through your thought process of, okay, we're really going to implement it. And this is what we need to do to do it. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And it, it was challenging um, because it was such a change and it's such a big procedure to change. Think about it. Like how many people were doing in-person meet and greets for how long, right? So basically we knew because of COVID, this business was going to change and like you have to evolve in order to survive, right? And you have to obviously do so safely. So how could we do this? Everything virtually. So yes, we're not meeting the dogs before we walk them or run them, that kind of stuff. And there are concerns of like behavior or manners on leash, that kind of stuff, right? So we are kind of thinking, we're like, okay, so what do we do to distinguish that in person? Okay, we take the dog on a trial walk. We meet the people in person, that kind of thing. Can we do that virtually? Yeah. We now ask clients to, for example, tape, their access instructions for us. So if they kind of live in an apartment and their lockbox is in a weird location, we ask for footage of that. And obviously for them to introduce that to us in regards to like dog behavior and how they walk. We do ask clients to submit a video literally of them walking their own dog outside. Even better if they can be leaving the house because we all know dogs are super pumped to go on their walk typically. That's often when they are pulling the most too. So if we can see... If they're pulling their owner down, then we might not be able to work with them depending, or maybe we suggest a backyard visit kind of thing. Did you learn that on the fly or like, did something go wrong or you just kind of like thought that, I mean, it's, it's very clever because it's a good point. We talked about it because we have had to turn away the odd client from a in-person meet and greet because their dogs, they had multiple dogs that were just unmanageable, right? Awesome dogs, yeah. just too strong. Like their owner couldn't walk them. So that's kind of where it came from. Um, like, again, you have to make sure that your team is safe and that obviously all your liabilities are covered and all that kind of stuff. That is something that we are concerned about, like for every new client that we meet. And I'm sure everybody listening kind of feels the same way. So whether that's the animals, the house, uh, that kind of stuff, you have to make sure that everything is safe. But yeah, we ask basically clients to kind of take us through a virtual tour of their house, um, like where they keep their supplies, their treats, that kind of stuff. Also, if they have kind of a difficult harness that they use, we ask them to uh, tape themselves putting it on as well, just so that we understand how it's supposed to be used correctly, just in case it was something that we've never seen before or we don't use often. How did you get the clients to send you the things? Was it just like send a video over text message? Was it like a certain portal on the Zooms? Did you record them? Like how, talk to me about the techie part of it because I'm sure everyone's like, oh, I'll uh, send a pigeon carrier. I'll text it. I'll email it. Oh my God, I can't email it. The video's too long. Should I upload to Drive? Drive isn't working. How do I get you that? Like, how did you get past that technical barrier? Did you like give them instructions? Like this is what we need you to do? Or was it messy at first? Like talk to me about that. Messy at first, of course, right? Like that trial and error, like, oh yeah, right. We do need to set something up because the files are too large to email, even though we do that in our hiring process as well. So it was like, it should have been a thought, but yeah. So it's like, okay, we need a Dropbox or Gmail, you know, like drive. So it was like a couple options for whatever would work for them to send. Uh-huh. And then if they can figure that out, of course, like, okay, just text it to us. <laughs> that would be easiest. So 
Um, yeah. So basically we have a templated series of emails. It has like an intro and then it explains the requirements and why we're doing virtual consults, that kind of thing. And then once they confirm that they do want to consult, we send a second email basically with all the directions. We send a video as to like how to use Zoom if you've never used Zoom before. And then we just kind of do like step one, step two, step three, that kind of stuff and kind of lay it out for them. So it's easy. Um, And we split it up to two emails just because it is information overload. But we found that, yeah, it's worked actually quite well. And especially you can obviously talk to the people about it too on the phone, that kind of stuff. But it is really hard to remember what you're supposed to be doing for homework client-wise, right? But I feel like it is a very good thing to reference for them. What's been your staff's reaction to these? I, I, if I remember correctly, you guys were doing the consultations yourself before all of this, right? You weren't even sending the staff. And your staff also rotates a lot too. So it's not like they're dedicated to one person. There's a lot of movement. What was their reaction? Were they like, oh, wow, cool. I get to see this stuff before going in and before I didn't? Or do they have access to all of this? Does it create more labor costs? Like, Talk to me about the staff reaction side of it. Actually, everyone's been super, super positive about it. So what we have now is that we're able to actually upload the recorded Zoom calls with those clients, literally put it into their file in our software so they can actually meet the client, have access like, oh, yeah, that's totally the house without actually being there before, right? If anything, it's better. It better prepares them before they go to the service. If it is the first service for that client um, and it's a virtual consult, we do personally just let them know, hey, FYI, this is the first walk that we'll have with them. And so basically, this is the first like physical in-person evaluation with this dog. So can you please, if you have to take video of their behaviors, that kind of stuff that you notice, if there's anything unsafe, please let us know. If there's anything missing from the notes that you feel are helpful for the next jogger, that kind of thing, definitely let us know and we'll update that. Yeah, so far they've been so, so receptive. It hasn't changed much much for them because they've always, we've met the dogs and then they've met them after at their first service with them. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, it's not different. It's just like, it's better because they have video now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little more information for them. Yeah. Yeah. And I imagine it's a little bit more empowering for them as well because now it's not like, Mama Nikki and Stephanie are going and like doing it, right? My words, of course. They've got like this trust that you placed in them and these tools of, okay, here's your checklist because now we're relying on you even more. So I trust you more. So I'm sure they feel like even more part of the company, like more responsible, you know, and that they could just get out there and document or show you like, Hey, I'm kind of, I'm not sure. Like, take a look at this kind of thing. I, I just think it's freaking brilliant. And I think this is one of like the best blessings of COVID because it's helped, it's helped give everybody a better experience. Your, you guys in the office, your clients, your staff, it excites me. Now I already know this answer, but I want you to tell our listeners what percentage of people, cause surely not everybody wants a virtual consultation or do they? We are at a hundred percent. So <laughs> Um, it's pretty good stats so far, uh, although we haven't been insanely busy with consults, but we haven't had anyone turn us down. This is typically our slower time of year right now for us. So that isn't crazy concerning either. And we're kind of ramping up to market our virtual consults. So, mm-hmm. but we're like, awesome, like a hundred percent for now is perfect. And if someone doesn't want to do a virtual consult, 
that's okay as well. They might not be the client for us is our take on it. I love that so much. Like, I love how you guys are taking leadership over it and saying, this is how we do it. We're going to do a virtual consultation. Oh, you don't want it. That's all right. But you might not be for us because they're going to mess up your protocol. Because I know our listeners are probably thinking like, that sounds great, but what if, or what happens when, you know, it's hard because we do want to be solving problems and not really rejecting people. Maybe especially right now when we're just trying to get our business back up. But Nick, you just said that you were going to be marketing about it. So tell me more about how and why you're going to be doing that and what that's going to help achieve for your company. Well, we want to market it, one, to get the word out a little bit more. Um, No one else in our city is doing virtual consults. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that they're doing backyard visits, um, so still in person. Um, So just getting getting it out there a little bit more is really important for us as a business to continue and to be a leader in a business here, especially in Canada. It's so exciting to me because you are, it is, it's leadership and it's disrupting. So, you know, someone might call five different dog walking or dog jogging companies. I don't know if there's any other jogging companies in your area and they're all giving them the same song and dance, the same exact side, or maybe even, you know, they're timid and they're like, okay, well, Nikki, whatever you want to do, what do you feel comfortable with? How do you want to do instead of, okay, listen, we're the professionals. We've figured this out. This is the best way we're going to do it. I'll walk you through it. And here's how it goes. You know, like there's so much more trust that comes with that. And I just am so stinking proud of you ladies. It's just, it's awesome. And I love how you've taken it by storm and said, nope, this is our new way of doing it. It's a hundred percent. We're going to support our staff. We're going to guide our clients through it and then create the systems to support it. As we kind of come to a conclusion here, what advice would you give to the sitters that either A, have been dreaming about this, but don't think it's possible, or B, have kind of started it, but like don't really know what they should do to execute it? Just go for it. Like like our first time, we didn't have our SOPs in place, and we just did it, and then went from there, just kind of like, oh, that was good. But what could we tweak, right? So we watched the video back and it was like, oh, we could have asked a couple different questions. So making, we made our own checklist of the questions we needed to double check. Or if you aren't feeling up for just diving in and doing it, then create a checklist of all the things you want to ask during the consult, the things you want before, all that kind of, what else did you do? Steph took the lead in writing up our SOPs for it. So basically we're usually on the same page and we decided like, this is how we're going to do it. We just have to figure it out. And like for us, both we learn best by doing. Um, And the only way we learn is by making mistakes, you know, and just refining your process by doing it more. It's Um, not going to be perfect the first time, even if you've laid it all out too. So you're always going to want to be changing it and that's fine. Like it's good to continue to grow while you're working on that. Or each time our vir- we do a virtual consult, it's different too. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, that was that one was even better. So yes. we'll add that to the checklist. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And people are so much more willing than you think. Like you have this what you think in your head, like people think, and it's not often what people think. It's what you think. Yeah. <laughs> so what you're saying is get out of your own way. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And given the circumstance, like I think people, once they understand your process and like why you're doing it, they understand. And that's also, they want to stay safe as well. They don't want you coming into their house and meeting their entire family. 
and all that kind of stuff right now either right so yeah. yeah I think once you explain basically why you're doing it and conduct yourself a certain way yeah people were kind of it's just that's the way it's kind of like your yeah. pricing right your pricing is set at a at your rate so if someone asks you to change it typically you don't because that's our rate so yeah. Yeah. if that's how we do virtual consults that's how we do them if that doesn't work for you we can suggest a few other dog walkers in the city that might work better for you then. Yeah. And that's okay. That's okay. From Stephanie and Nikki. I love the whole do it scared. It's not going to be perfect. I heard a lot of like what I, uh, my friend always says to me is correct and continue, which is test it, throw it out there and, and be, have an open mind and realize that, Oh, that was a little different, but actually that piece of it worked and let's make that standard. I know that's why four years into it, you guys are where you're at right now. That mindset will get you everywhere. And Nikki, you had alluded to, you said something about a video. Did you mean Marcus Sheridan's video that we did in the mastermind mm-hmm. there? Yeah, that totally, because we had done it a little bit before and then watched the video and we were like, okay, <laughs> like we're on the right, right track. Like, And that helped Steph. She was like, okay, SOP this and yeah. The system and this checklist and yeah so his video was so helpful mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. confirming right we we're like okay like sweet we, yeah we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it we're actually getting it done you guys we have a recording if you don't know inside the mastermind from marcus sheridan it's about an hour long i got excited like little giddy girl watching it but it was so poignant and beautiful the way that he walked through what a virtual consultation looks like. And he used the example of his pool company and how his sales agents are literally like, I'm not never not doing virtual again. Like I like the virtual. And he explained tech sides and how to sell, you know, really using words and things and really walked us through it. So it was a great training. If you're not in the mastermind, get in there and check it out. If you are, check it out if you haven't already. So ladies, I'm going to leave you with the final words. I think virtual consultations are just something that I always say jumpers do it differently. And, you know, like we're always squawking about stuff like at the forefront of it. And then a year or two later, the rest of the world kind of catches up with us. But I really think that you're onto something strong. You're the first company I know of that's doing it 100%. And I really wanted to applaud you and put you up on this pedestal and tell all of our listeners about you because I think it's wildly motivating. So I'm going to leave you with the final words. Any Final thoughts. If you had someone in front of you that was like, oh, I was thinking about doing it. What should I do? <laughs> Just do, do it. it. Trust <laughs> do yourself. It. Do it. And trust your team. Give it a try. What's the worst that happens? Well, you guys, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing your experience. I know that you have definitely planted seeds in many people's heads. If you're listening to this right now, we would love to hear what was your biggest takeaway. So go ahead and tag dog dogs or Nikki or Stephanie or myself and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. And if you're going to do it, or if you have any other questions, if you do have more questions, we have a even more detailed training in the mastermind that you can look through. But other than that, do what the girl said, just do it, do it scared, figure it out as you go, just do it. This has been another episode of Bella in your business. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share on any podcasting platform. And when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. 
So what did you think? Did you love this episode? I sure hope you did because I put a lot of love into this for you. Uh, The best way you can show me that is by going to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcast and go ahead and leave a review. I just might read it on the next episode. I also want to remind you that when life gets you down, remember to always keep jumping. Thanks for listening.